Happy day, Rosel Garcia with Y Jesus. Hoping that you are doing terrific. That you are looking at your day as one that you will make the most of. That you will find good things to focus on and find God in it so that you can feel great about it. That is just one of my little tips that I give you because I give it to myself every single day and it helps me have a better day and it helps me feel the love of God for me. So, hoping the best for you and your family in this new year. So, here we are continuing with the Come Follow Me manual for the new year and we are reading on the books called um, Doctrine and Covenants and Pearl of Great Price and so uh, the this particular week focuses on the week of January 18th through the 24th and it is covering let's see here it is covering sections or um, chapters 3 to 5 and this one is called My Works Shall Go Forth. And it has a picture that depicts harvest time. And so I, I love when I hear God talking about his work and what he has a plan to do and that is his plan is to shed his light his love to all of his children on earth to give all of us the same opportunity to receive all the blessings that he has um, and he can only do that by spreading the gospel and letting us choose and then when all his work is done, it will be time to harvest or pick up all the harvest of all the people that decided to follow him. And hopefully we all choose that. Uh, because to me, harvest means you you pick the best of what you've grown uh, for the feast, and uh, sometimes you don't you leave behind what doesn't look the best, but not necessarily because you didn't want to pick it, but because those 
people, let's say, didn't choose him. So he can only pick the people that choose him. And those that don't, he sadly has to leave behind. So for me, I hope that I do all that I can so that I'm part of that harvest. Um, so this section covers four areas. And let me read you the first one. I should trust God rather than fearing man. The next one, the Lord asks me to serve him with all my heart. I can gain my own witness of the Book of Mormon. This generation shall receive God's word through Joseph Smith is the last section there. And so today I'm only going to focus on a section of this because we have all week. And so, um, as you know, for all of those that are new to the podcast, we read from the Come Follow Me manual that you can buy at Desert Books or if you want to download the app, the free app for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints and go to libraries and choose the Come Follow Me manual for this year and uh, choose the week of the 18th through the 24th. And the last way that you can get it is to go online at lds.org and do a search for libraries and choose the same way. So, I am going to start by reading the heading of this and the summary because they always do a lot better than I would summarizing. It says here, during his first few years as the Lord's prophet, Joseph Smith didn't yet know everything about the marvelous work he had been called to do. But one thing his early experiences taught him was that to qualify for God's work, his eye must truly be singled to the glory of God. For example, if the Lord gave him counsel, that went against his own desires, he needed to follow the Lord's counsel. And even if he had many revelations and power to do many mighty works, if his own will became more important in his eyes than God's will, he must fall. But Joseph learned something else just as important about doing God's work. God is merciful. And if Joseph sincerely repented, he was still chosen. God's work is, after all, a work of redemption. And that work cannot be frustrated. <clears throat> I love this because it tells us that God's work 
will go forth, whether we choose to be part of it or not. I am um, going to read a couple of scriptures here that were highlighted. Doctrine and Covenants 4, 1, 5. Uh, now behold, a marvelous work is about to come forth among the children of men in faith, hope, charity, and love with an eye single to the glory of God. Qualify him for the work. So spreading the gospel is, is that marvelous work that needs to go forth. And if we have that faith, hope, charity, and love, and our eyes be single to the glory of God, then we would all qualify to help him in that work. Um, the next section, or the next scripture, Doctrine and Covenants 3, 4, for although a man may have many revelations and have power to do many mighty works, yet if he boasts of his own strength and sets at naught the counsels of God and follows after the dictates of his own will and carnal desires, he must fall and incur the vengeance of a just God upon him. So, I love this scripture because I'm reminded not to set the counsels of God aside for the things of the world. Uh, and so I need to keep that perspective every year, every single day, I should say. And then the next verse here, obviously it's part of what the summary said, but remember, God is merciful, therefore repent of that which thou hast done, which is contrary to the commandment which I gave you, and thou art still chosen, and art again called to the work. So, <clears throat> it is always about repentance with God for us to get a second chance. And that's the part that I love the most about his work, is that he says, come follow me, live the commandments. And if ye live the commandments, ye shall prosper in the land, ye shall prepare for the next life to be with me and to receive all the blessings that I have for you. But if you fall along the way and stop following me, just remember I'm merciful and I will still choose you if you repent, even though you might have gone contrary to my will. Um, and that is the true heart of a father, is all of us would and do do this for all of our children. No matter what they've done, we still love them. We still open our arms and beckon them to come home, to be a part of our family, 
to continue in the best way possible living a life of joy together and that is what God wants and he is always there beckoning us to come home the last verse says the works and the designs and the purposes of God cannot be frustrated neither can they come to naught so his end goal is to spread the gospel have all his children know about his love for us have all his children know that they can change their ways through the gift of Jesus Christ atonement of repentance baptism receiving the gift of the Holy Ghost and living the commandments through the rest of our lives so that we can qualify for a life with them where they can give us all that they have <clears throat> but now we know that if we fall away a little bit or astray we can always come back but it is a lot harder I must say I have experienced that in my own life the next section I should trust God rather than fearing man can I just say this to me just speaks volumes of where we are in the current state of our country I believe that we have gone completely far astray as a nation if you remember the Come Follow Me manual from the Book of Mormon this is a chosen land where he brought several groups of people because they were righteous he was about to destroy Jerusalem and the Tower of Babel area and he wanted these people to go to a place where they can continue to worship him and he brought them here and he blessed them and told them that as long as they should live the commandments they will prosper in the land that this land would be the land of Jesus Christ where they would be blessed and keep themselves away from bondage from any kind of bondage and from any other nation as long as they serve the God of the land which is Jesus Christ but we saw how those civilizations both the Jaredites and the Nephites chose destruction because they became so wicked that they went completely contrary to God's will and were so wicked that God could no longer stand for them to be on the face of the earth and they were destroyed but they left us their records of their dealings with God so that we can learn and make better choices and so we saw what happened to them 
And so here we are in this precarious situation those civilizations were. And God is still beckoning unto us. Choose differently. Learn from the people here and the people of the old world through the Bible what you need to do. Don't leave God behind. Make him a part of your life daily. And we as a country have chosen to get rid of him. Um, at least that's the way it seems through the people that chose the current leader or the one that is coming into place. Um, it seems like God does not matter anymore. He has been kicked out of the land uh, because man has decided they know better than the counsels of God. They've decided that in order to bring people together and claim unity, they have to go about it their way, and that is to choose laws that encompasses things that God has not decreed. Um, God loves all his children, and as long as we repent, we are good with him. As long as we live the commandments, we are good with him. But do not try to change his laws to fit what we want to do because that is going against his will. And so um, this, I should trust God rather than fearing man, I believe shows the current state of affairs as a country that we are fearing what is happening in the world, the chaos and the confusion, the things that are going on, and we think, oh yeah, this person's going to make everything all better for us. We forget God is the one that makes everything all better for us by choosing Him. And so, I love this particular section, so I am going to... Um, read this little section here and then uh, call it a day until next time. So I'm reading on Dr. Nikonitz chapter 3 verses 1 through 15. It says the works and the designs and the purposes of God cannot be frustrated neither they can come to naught. For God doth not walk in crooked paths, neither doth he turn to the right hand nor to the left, neither doth he vary from what which he hath said. Therefore his paths are straight, and his course is one eternal round. Remember, remember, that it is not the work of God that is frustrated, but the work of men. For although a man may have many revelations and have power to do many mighty works, yet if he boasts in his own strength and sets at naught the counsels of God 
and follows after the dictates of his own will and carnal desires, he must fall and incur the vengeance of a just God upon him. Behold, you have been entrusted with these things, but how strict were your commandments? And remember also the promises which were made to you if you did not transgress them. And behold, how oft you have transgressed the commandments and the laws of God, and have gone in the persuasion of men. For behold, you should not have feared man more than God, although men set at naught the counsels of God and despise his words. Yet you should have been faithful, and he would have extended his arm and supported you against all the fiery darts of the adversary, and he would have been with you in every time of trouble. Behold, thou art Joseph, and thou wast chosen to do the work of the Lord, but because of transgression, if thou art not aware, you will fall. But remember, God is merciful, therefore repent of that which thou hast done, which is contrary to the commandment which I gave you, and thou art still chosen, and art again called to the work. Except thou do this, thou shalt be delivered up, and become as other men, and have no more gift. And when thou deliverest up that which God hath given thee, sight and power to translate, thou deliverest up that which was sacred into the hands of a wicked man, who was set at naught, who has set at naught the counsel of God, and has broken the most sacred promises which were made before God, and has depended upon his own judgment, and boasted in his own wisdom. And this is the reason that thou hast lost thy privilege for a season for thou hast suffered the counsel of thy director to be trampled upon from the beginning so this was a warning to Joseph Smith he went against God's will and this is what God is telling him so in the part I love this part here and I'm going to leave that with you um he says, he calls him by name on the verse number nine, and he says, if you put your own name there, this applies to all of us. All of us, absolutely all of us, no matter what we've done. It says here, behold, thou art, put your own name, and thou was chosen to do the work of the Lord. But because of transgression, if thou art not aware, thou wilt fall. But remember, God is merciful. Therefore repent of that which thou hast done, which is contrary to the commandment which I gave you. And thou art still chosen, and art again called to do the work. Except thou do this, thou shalt be delivered up, and become as other men, and have no more gift. So... He is ready to receive us. 
I hope that gives you hope in these days that we may have chosen the wrong person to lead us, that we may have some very difficult times up ahead because we have chosen to leave God out of the land and go in the ways of the world, choosing from things we think will unite us as a nation, but setting the counsel of God aside, thinking that will work better than following God, and it will not. Clearly, it will not. And so, we've gone contrary to him, but he's still telling us, come back, repent, and I will still continue to call you, to have you be part of this plan, this work, this glory. We will make it through, because his job, his work, will not be destroyed by us. And so, I love that hope that he gives us. So I love this section here because it talks about what Joseph did to have God give these words of advice to him. And um, I'm going to finish by saying this little section here um, talks about what happened. It says, early in Joseph Smith's ministry, good friends were hard to come by, especially friends like Martin Harris, a respected, prosperous man who was in a position to provide valuable support. And Martin willingly supported Joseph, even though it cost him the respect of his peers and required financial sacrifice. So it's easy to see why Joseph wanted to honor Martin's request to take the first portion of the Book of Mormon translation to show his wife who doubted the truth of the Book of Mormon. Joseph continued to ask the Lord about this request even when he forbade it until finally after Joseph asked a third time the Lord said yes. Tragically, the manuscript was lost while it was in the Martin's possession, and Joseph and Martin were sharply chastised by the Lord. As you read Doctrine and Covenants, ponder how other people's opinions may be influencing you. You may also note that in addition to rebuking Joseph Smith, the Lord spake words of mercy. What do you learn from the way the Lord doth corrected and encourage Joseph? What counsels do you find that can help you when you are tempted to fear others, other people more than God? So we read how God reprimanded both Joseph for wanting to do his own will rather than God's. Um, and this particular verse here is a chastisement he gave them. 
um, directly. And let's see here. Um, I'm just going to read a few. Um, it just goes through the suffering that Joseph went through because he lost the sacred record um, by trusting a man uh, who was not keeping God's God at his highest priority. Uh, let's see here. I'm just going to summarize. It's longer than I thought. So, um, basically, uh, his wife gave birth and uh, was very weak as, long, as well as a child. And she knew Joseph had given the transcript away. And he, she asked him, you need to leave to go to your parents' home and get that transcript back. And he didn't want to leave her uh, under those circumstances, but he left and they invited Martin to come over for breakfast so that he could bring the manuscript. And Martin didn't show up until way later, uh, looking totally dismayed and um, completely devastated. And his first reply as he, the family saw Martin coming, he sobbed and said, I have lost my soul, he cried, pressing his hands on his temples. I have lost my soul. Then Joseph jumped up. Martin, have you lost the manuscript? Yes, Martin said. It's gone and I know not where. Oh, my God, my God, Joseph groaned, clenching his fists. All is lost. He started pacing the floor. He did not know what to do. Go back, order Martin. Search again. It's all in vain, Martin cried. I have looked everywhere, every place in the house. I have ripped open beds and pillows and... I know it's not there. So they were trying to appease men that didn't believe in God by showing them the translated section of the Book of Mormon that had been done so far. And they lost the manuscript. And so, yeah. They had to go before God and tell him that. But he knew that already. As you and I know, in the Book of Mormon, God had foreseen this problem and ha had asked Nephi to do a second set of plates um, because he knew the record would be lost. So that just proves to us that God, our Father, knows better than any of us. And so what it is I'm hoping to leave with you today is that God is perfect. God is love. God loves us. He's our Father. And as a Father, He's willing to guide us through our troubled times. And as a Father, He already knows because He knows us so well. 
and he knows our weaknesses and our strengths better than anyone's. He knows how we're going to deviate and digress and go astray from his path. Um, and he has still planned to reach out to us to give us the hope to come back and follow the plan. But he's also telling us nothing will frustrate that plan. It will continue to roll forth. And hopefully when the time is ready for him to pick the harvest, to see who chose him, we will be part of that harvest. And so he is merciful. He's reaching out to us. As long as we grab a hold of his love, his guidance, even if we've chosen the very wrongest of things in these last days, and if we have feared man more than him, he's still there. He still says, come follow me. I hope you feel his love and get that hope that we so desperately need right now. And so this is Rosa Garcia with Why Jesus.